Welcome to the Living the Dream Podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. Welcome to the Living the Dream with Curveball Podcast, a show where I interview guests that teach, motivate, and inspire. And today, we're going to be talking about chronic pain and how to live pain-free, as I am joined by Dr. Mitchell Yass, who has created the Yass System to show people how to live pain-free and fully functional. So we're going to be talking to him about his system and about why chronic pain even exists. So, Dr. Yass, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Curtis. It's a great pleasure to be here. Well, why don't you start off by telling everybody a little bit about yourself? Sure. So to understand my situation is to understand my entire life's history. I started off as that 99-pound weakling, the guy who had sand kicked in his face. I had self-esteem issues associated with it. And so I decided I was going to try to get stronger. And I tried all the standard Joe Weider and Arnold Schwarzenegger mechanisms. And I'm finally at 26 years old. I remembered that I had taken a high school physics course and I kind of saw weightlifting relating to gravity as a force vector and that maybe I could use laws of physics to help me get stronger. So I started applying things like force vectors, lever arms, all these types of things that relate to physics. And sure enough, it did help me understand how to maximize my ability to get stronger. So over the next four years, I put 40 pounds of muscle on. I went from 160 to 200 pounds. At the time, I was a project manager in construction. I had become dissatisfied with that, and I was looking for another career. I met a guy who told me about this thing called physical therapy, so I decided to go into that. And as I was in the latter portion of the curriculum, that's where you actually begin as a student to treat people under the supervision of a physical therapist. And now this wasn't just about education. This was about helping people resolve their pain and to me, the most logical thing, the very first question that I asked people was, where's your pain? Point to where your pain is. And what I started to recognize pretty much every time was the fact that where they were complaining of their pain was not where it should be. If the identified structural variation on the MRI or X-ray, such as a herniated disc, arthritis, stenosis, pinch, nerve, meniscal tear, was to cause pain. So if the pain they were experiencing wasn't the pain that would have to be there, if in fact the structural variation identified what it caused pain, by definition, that meant that wasn't causing their pain. And so I went on this process of trying to interpret people's symptoms to understand what tissue was in distress creating those symptoms, which led me to the recognition that in more than 98% of cases of pain, that I have treated over 30 years, the tissue in distress was muscle, not the identified structural variation that was coming from an MRI or X-ray um, report. And as a result of that, that prior understanding I had developed of how to strengthen muscle helped me be able to resolve people's pain in a treatment or two and return them to full function. And so for the past 30 years, that's what I've been doing with an incredibly high success rate and it's been a great honor and pleasure to uh, utilize this to help thousands become pain-free and fully functional. So, so talk about why 
chronic pain or our pain exists in the first place. Excellent. So what we want to do is try to differentiate, start with the idea of what is acute pain. And as far as I'm concerned, acute pain is the result of the fact that we live in a gravitational environment. Everyone has to understand that barring laying flat on the floor, anything you try to do, any activity you try to do, you're pushing against gravity. That is the force that you have to push against. And therefore, the muscles that allow you to create function have to have an equivalent force. They have to be able to push up against that force at an equivalent level for you to be able to do your activity without having pain. So quite simply, in more than 98% of cases, acute pain is the result of the fact that the force requirement for activities is greater than the force output of the specific muscles trying to perform that activity. That's why muscles strain. That's why they elicit pain. Now, acute pain is, or I should say chronic pain, is defined as pain that exists for a sustained period of time greater than three to six months. So the only difference between acute pain and chronic pain is the fact that you were misdiagnosed initially by the use of the MRI. You've been treated for structural variations when in fact it's muscle creating your pain. Once this goes beyond the three to six month period, your acute pain is now chronic pain, but the cause is still the same. It is muscles inability to perform your activity because its force output is less than the force requirements of your activities. So basically what you say in your bio is that it's impossible for an MRI to determine the issues of someone's pain, like muscle distress or anything like that. Why is that? So that's that, that, that is kind of the key. So 40 years ago, probably in the 1980s, um, it was determined by the powers that be that people who were in pain were going to be diagnosed via this new technology called MRI. And for most people, they don't know, even realize that MRI was not invented for this purpose. The MRI was invented to identify tumors in the brain. Somehow, magically, there was this secondary usage that was determined to be valid, and they just started utilizing it. So the purpose of the MRI in terms of pain is it's looking for structures. It can only identify structures. It can see your spinal column. It can see the nerve roots that come out. It can look at the structures, the disc, things of that nature, in joints. It could look at the bony surfaces that make up a joint. It could look at the labrum or the meniscus that makes up the joint. The problem is, is that they can identify muscular deficits. So there are four primary reasons that muscle creates pain, four mechanisms, and I'll describe them. And then you'll see clearly that the MRI would be incapable of identifying these. So if we just take the most obvious thing, you have pain in the upper trap region. Well, if you press on that spot, you're pressing on a muscle called the levator scapula, which Latin for elevate the shoulder blade. So this muscle, although what most people perceive is in the cervical region or neck region, it's actually attached to the shoulder blade. So it is related to shoulder function. So quite simply, if there are multiple muscles required to allow for normal shoulder function and they don't have, as I've described before, an equivalent force output for the force requirements of your activities, they're going to strain. And they're going to lead other muscles to compensate. 
So the reason you have pain in the upper trap region, quite simply, is because other muscles associated with shoulder function in the shoulder and shoulder blade region don't have enough strength. So the first mechanism is simply a muscle strain due to compensation from other muscles not being able to create force. That's the first one. Number two, pain at a joint is in most cases associated to the misalignment of those joint surfaces, the two surfaces that make up the joint due to muscle weakness or imbalance of the muscles that attach to the joint, leading to the fact that these joint surfaces are not aligned properly. So joints move in a certain fashion because muscles allow that to happen. So for instance, we take the kneecap, pain around the kneecap. Well, your kneecap runs through the knee joint as you're bending and straightening your knee, and it is muscle that determines the path of your kneecap. So if there's weakness or imbalance, you could actually have that kneecap not run directly through the joint. It could kind of rub abnormally on one of the sides of the joint, which could lead to pain, or it could be excessively compressed in the joint, leading to pain when you bend your knee or go upstairs or things of that nature. So the second concept is that pain at joints is due to weakness or imbalance of muscle attaching, which leads to misalignment of the joint surfaces. Number three, this is one most people don't know, is that muscle can refer symptoms. Everyone has been brainwashed to believe only nerves refer symptoms. Well, that's not true. And you would know that because one of the indications of a heart attack are pain, a pain at the chest and the left arm. Well, there's clearly nothing wrong with your left arm. The pain you're experiencing in the left arm is coming referred from your heart. What is your heart? It's a muscle. So muscles can refer. So the person who's laying on their shoulder and end up with numbness in their hand and have been told, oh, that's coming from their neck. That's a fallacy. It's from overstretching of one of the muscles that make up the rotator cuff from the improper posture, the way you're laying on your shoulder, which leads to become overstretched and it strains and elicits symptoms. So muscles refer symptoms. Finally, muscles can impinge on nerves. For instance, the classic of all, sciatica. Sciatica has nothing to do with the spinal column, nothing to do with the lumbar spine. The muscle, there is a muscle that runs diagonal in the gluteal region, which has the ability to impinge on the nerve, the static nerve, when it strains. So you have a muscular cause creating a neurological symptom. So sciatica is actually a muscle impinging on a nerve. So that makes up the four primary mechanisms by which muscle can create pain. Not one of those things that I just described could ever show up on an MRI, which is why misdiagnosis is so prevalent and why chronic pain. And by the way, let's be very clear. Chronic pain has never been a factor element in the history of mankind. Chronic pain began in the late 1980s, early 1990s, followed by the opioid epidemic immediately after the implementation of the MRI as the primary mechanism for diagnosing and treating pain. So hopefully that answers your question as to why all of these causes never show up on the MRI. It does. Tell us about the YAS method that that you created. Kind of break it down and tell us what if I went through the YAS method, what could I expect and, and what is the YAS method? Right. So what the YAS method is saying, I hate to tell you, is the very same thing that Hippocrates said at the creation of the medical methodology, which is that if a tissue is in distress, 
it is going to elicit a specific symptom. For instance, I just described to you, what is the indication that you're having a heart attack, pain at the chest and the left arm? If you have ankle pain or knee pain, you don't say, shit, I think I'm having a heart attack because there's a specific symptom that's associated with that tissue. So the YAS method is a method that looks at the body's presentation of symptoms, things like where are your symptoms? What brings on your symptoms? Here's a classic case that I can tell you almost anyone who's listening would acknowledge that their pain is associated with activity, that somehow, whether it's sitting, bending, standing, twisting, reaching, some type of activity is what brings on their symptoms. Well, if the cause or, or the tissue in distress was a disc, arthritis, a meniscal tear, the actual tissue, the structure itself, then why would it be that your pain only seems to be brought on by activity and that, in fact, in, when you rest, it seems to diminish? If it were structural, the actual structure eliciting the pain, then should you expect your pain to be constant 24 hours a day at a fairly consistent intensity? And nobody describes it that way. So you need to understand all aspects of the symptoms. Now, let's say I'm right. Let's say a very, very high percentage of cases of pain are muscular in nature. Well, muscle isn't just going to elicit pain due to its inability to perform activity. It's also responsible for posture. So that person who's maybe having lower back pain on one side may also find that their pelvis is higher on one side than the other. That is a separate corroborating symptom of the fact that it's muscle creating the pain in the lower back, right? So variations in posture seen at the time of the pain must be implemented into the understanding of what tissue is creating the pain because it's an actual corroborating symptom. The symptoms are occurring at the same time. Function, function is the result of muscle. So if someone's having pain on one side of their lower back, and I notice that they wait there and kind of are side bent to one side as they're walking, how can that possibly be ignored as a means of assisting in understanding what tissue is in distress, creating the pain in the lower back? It's a corroborating symptom. It's a symptom that's occurring at the time of the pain. Therefore, you have to look at the full body's presentation of symptoms to understand what tissue is creating it. You can't just say to me, well, I think it's a pinched nerve and the person's side bent when they're, when they're walking or they have altered posture. That's not what a pinched nerve does. Muscle is responsible for posture. Muscle is responsible for movement. And then there is just very obvious type things. So I'll give you a classic example. Of the biggest reason, the biggest symptom people have that lead them to hip replacement is pain in the groin area. They're being told that that pain that's in the groin area is referred from their hip joint. Okay, well, if that's true, we should very easily be able to prove it. So let's say it was the left hip that was supposedly the cause. I would have the person lay on their side. I'm going to take my hand. I'm going to compress the thigh bone, the femur into the hip joint, and I'm going to see if I could bring on that groin pain because I'm being told by the orthopedist that it's coming from there. So if it's from the hip joint and I compress the hip joint, I should be able to bring on the groin pain. And you could do this thousands of times and it'll never happen. But if I press in the groin area and I'm able to bring on the pain, then I have just shown that, in fact, that symptom is not referred. Therefore, it could not be from the hip. 
even though arthritis was found in the hip. No one's denying that. It's simply not causing it. You could live and die for a thousand years with that arthritis. But I've shown that the tissue I'm pressing on is the tissue creating the pain. And in fact, in most cases, that's a muscle called the sartorius muscle, therefore reinforcing the point that the pain in the groin area, the inability to weight bear, the inability to sit for some sustained period of time, are all corroborating symptoms of a muscular cause. So if you ever want to fully understand what tissues in distress, you have to look at the symptoms. Cannot reinforce this point any clearer. Symptoms are real. MRIs and x-rays are images that are interpreted. That is not a representation of what your body is trying to tell you is in the tissue that is in distress. Only symptoms are. If you don't believe that the symptoms you experience are part of the body's evolutionary feedback system to allow you to know when you have a tissue in distress that, in fact, looking at a picture will supplant that as your way of knowing what's wrong, God bless. That's all I can say. I wish you the best of luck. But if you want to understand the, the primary means by which the ability to diagnose was utilized throughout history of mankind from Hippocrates himself forward until the advent of the MRI, which basically eliminated anyone who knows this, who's ever gotten diagnosed, simply gets an MRI. There is no attempt to interpret symptoms. All that happens is they say, come back to me when we get the interpretation of the MRI, we'll talk. Everybody knows that symptoms are not a factor. And I'm telling you, they are the only true way to identify the tissue in distress, which happens in more than 98% of cases to be muscle. Well, tell us about your three books. And, and you've also even done a PBS special. So tell us about books yeah. and what listeners can expect when they read it. And tell us about your PBS special, how we can check it out. Sure. So to see the PBS special, if I have a YouTube channel, Dr. Mitchell Yas. If you just go on the channel, I have 250, 60 videos and the PBS special is done in three 20 minute segments. So you can see all three segments. The books are kind of a chronology of my experiences through the process of developing this understanding, which started literally, as I said, at the point at which I was graduating and beginning to practice. But, but that was just the beginning. Over the last 30 years, I've continued to hone and master this understanding to the point where to be, I mean, it might seem somewhat shocking, but if someone starts telling me about their situation within 30 seconds to a minute, I pretty much can tell you what the tissue is creating this symptom. And that's only because I've treated thousands of people and have consistently wanted to enhance my understanding. But um, going back in 2008, I wrote Overpower Pain. And that book was designed to the person, if they were going to use the book, was going to have to be willing to accept the idea that the cause of their pain is muscular. And what I did was at every joint from head to toe, I described what I had experienced as the most common muscular deficit and then provided the exercises to resolve that most common deficit, a muscular deficit. In 2015, when I did my PBS special as part of the gifts package, I created the book, The Pain Cure Rx. And that was an attempt to go to the joints where the greatest amount of pain is typically experienced, uh, the most frequently experienced. So the neck, the mid-back, lower back, luteal region, shoulder, hip, and knee. And there I provided a lot of theoretical 
clinical and scientific understanding as to why the MRI is baseless. And when I say this, I want it to be made clear. I'm not saying that it could be used effectively in some cases in terms of diagnosing the cause of pain. I am saying, and I have all the evidence that it is theoretically, clinically, and scientifically baseless in its ability to identify the tissue in distress. So I wanted to begin to give people the opportunity to see that evidence. And then I went to all those key joints and I basically tried to point out what the multiple possible muscular causes are at those bigger joints and then showed the appropriate exercises to resolve that. Finally, in 2018, I did the YAS method for pain-free movement And here we were going to move away from joints and really look at the activities that cause people to have pain. So maybe sitting at a desk or driving in a car or sleeping or something as simple as putting your luggage on an overhead, a place to carry your luggage on an airplane. So I wanted to break down the activities so that people didn't necessarily have to look to the particular joint, but if it was one specific activity they could then understand which muscles were responsible for creating the symptoms with the activity and then go on and strengthen those muscles. And again, in all of these books, the actual application of how to perform the appropriate exercises are provided. There are start and finish pictures. And kind of one of the things that are very close to my heart is the fact that a very large population, I've been treating people internationally for years, And a very high percentage of people that I treat don't have access to gym equipment. So I wanted to make the understanding available to people, whether you were going to try to use, say, resistance bands in your home or gym equipment. So for the last two books, I made it for every exercise. I presented the exercise using resistance bands as well as gym equipment so that it gave, depending on the situation of the person, the ability to use what equipment was available to them. So that, that's kind of a chronology of the books and what they represent. The other point I would make is that I don't want anyone to think that this belittling the complexity of understanding how to identify the cause of your pain is. It is a very complex thing. It, it takes a lot of time to understand it. The purpose of the books was that There are people out there who actually have a fairly good mechanical understanding of things and with the information I provide may be able to go on. And if you look at the reviews of the books, you'll see people have been able to do this on their own. But for those people who it's not working as effectively, there is always the option of getting the OSH method, whether it's in person in Jacksonville, Florida, or by Zoom. As I've said, I've done Zoom sessions now before there was Zoom. I was doing it when it was only Skype, and I've done it in multiple countries. In fact, this past week was kind of exciting because I did one in Australia and one in the Netherlands, which is a kind of cool thing for me. So you do have access in terms of getting the right diagnosis through the implementation of the YAS method, and then the use of the books can be used as an adjunct to make sure that you're achieving your goals and getting to the point where you are, in fact, pain-free and fully functional. Do you have any current or upcoming projects that people need to know about? So to me, the um, great satisfaction I've had was, as I said, I started off as a physical therapist. And so I had a practice I have from 20, uh, 1997 to 2012 for 15 years. And the collapse of the health insurance industry caused me to close, which was extremely disheartening and really affected me emotionally and mentally. 
And so for the past decade, I've been floundering, primarily doing things through Zoom treatment and getting information out through YouTube videos and all this other stuff. Over the past month or two, I just opened a new facility in Jacksonville, Florida. And I am incredibly honored to say that the name on the front of the building is the Yas Method for Pain-Free Movement. So when you come to this facility, there is no confusion as to what you're coming for. This is not physical therapy. This is not any form of any other type of treatment. This is, in fact, the Yas Method. That's what you'll be getting, this understanding of how to diagnose and treat. As I said, in most cases, it's 98% of the cases or greater. It's muscular. Uh, the facility is fully blown out with weightlifting equipment. I can take I've treated people from five to 102, from the most sedentary person to the highest level athlete. And I wanted the facility to represent that presentation that anyone can come in here. And I promise you, I have the right weight, the right piece of equipment that we could isolate any muscle that's necessary and get its force output greater than the force requirement of your activity. So you can leave here pain-free and fully functional. This is, and let's be extremely clear, this is not physical therapy. This is, I certainly have the credential, a doctorate in physical therapy, but this understanding developed after I graduated. This understanding of biomechanics, force vectors, lever arms, fulcrums, that is all a personal understanding. And by the way, it has allowed me beyond what I did in those four years. I've ultimately put 60 pounds of muscle on. I've went from 160 to 220 pounds. That understanding that I utilize people as I'm treating them comes from a personal understanding. And I think that is a huge advantage I have over most because most people are treating based on their credential, based on the curriculum that they went through. This is a self-taught understanding. And all it would take is five to 10 minutes within a session and it will become grossly obvious. This is something that you've never experienced. Well, you talked about your YouTube channel. Go ahead and give out your full contact information, any website, social media links, so people can connect with you and figure out how to be pain-free and fully functional. Sure. So the first point I would make is, really, you've heard anything from me, and, and you're saying, you know what, maybe this might be the path. I've become disillusioned. I'm hopeless, frustrated, angry. I've treated lots of people who have gotten to the point of being suicidal. Don't hesitate to try to contact me. It's very easy through through email. Dr. Mitch at MitchellYas.com. Dr. Mitch at MitchellYas.com. Don't hesitate. Anybody who's out there who's in pain has probably been in pain for months, if not years, and some real bad stuff happens when you don't resolve that pain. It's not the pain that leads to the emotional and mental distress. It's the sense that I might have to live like this forever. That's where the disillusionment comes. That's where the frustration, the anger, the disconnection to those around you that you love, to your job, to, to the, the things you do. And so given the chance to just talk to somebody with a completely alternative viewpoint may be the very thing that you need to start to change your mindset, the spiritual and emotional aspects. That's usually what has to change before the physical part does. So please contact me by email. I respond to all emails. My, my, my phone number is kind of an easy one to remember. It's 904-906-YAS. So you can call me at the office. I don't care where you're calling from. I'd be more than happy to stop, listen, and see if I can guide you to an understanding that will allow you to take 
action. Okay, that's what's important. On Facebook, it's Dr. Mitchell Yas or the Yas Method. That's Facebook, YouTube, Dr. Mitchell Yas. If you want to know anything about the Yas Method, as far as I'm concerned, I think that's the best location to get free content is between probably 250, 260 videos. And what I didn't know that someone taught me about YouTube is that there's a little search section. And regardless of where you're having pain or if you have a specific diagnosis, if you want to know something about exercise, you can literally put that into the search area and the videos I've done that are associated with your search will now come up. So you don't have to kind of run through all of them. I think those to me, uh, my website is live without pains, plural, livewithoutpains.com. And if in fact you decide that you would like to get a YAS method session, you could actually schedule it for yourself. If you go on livewithoutpains.com, you'll see on the homepage schedule now, and that allows you to go to the Calendly scheduler, which allows you, if you're in the Jacksonville area, if you want to come into the Jacksonville area, you can schedule an in-person session or you can schedule a Zoom session. And the great thing is you can schedule it for the day and time that works best for you. You just have to fill out the information required and you're all set. So I think that given the chance to finally have a path, which is different from every other path you've taken, these are tremendous opportunities on your own in your own time, when you feel comfortable to get free content from the website, to email me or call me, to go on YouTube. And if in fact you think that this can benefit you, schedule a session for the day and time that's most comfortable for you. One thing I'd make a point about is that the sessions, Zoom sessions are videotaped, which is a really important point for people to understand. That gives you that going forward to make sure if, in fact, I confirm it's muscular, which it is in more than 98% of the cases, that gives you the understanding of how to use the exercises appropriate, perform them appropriately, and use the resistance appropriately to grow your muscle, get them stronger to where you have greater force output and force requirement, which allows you to be pain-free and fully functional. So, and, and for those sessions, by the way, the entire extent of equipment you need is one resistance band and a chair. So... Given the chance to use the OS method, I really want you to think about the fact that there's very few limitations that can get you to where you could reclaim your life, have it back. Not think tomorrow is just another day like the past. It's literally starting day one. I'm treating a guy right now who's I've paid for 15 years, and he's perceived it as I have tried for 15 years to not resolve his, not resolve my pain. That's why I'm so frustrated and angry and hopeless. And I said, no, no, you haven't spent a day treating your pain because you never got a right diagnosis. For those 15 years, you've been dependent on a mechanism that was never going to identify the cause of your pain. Day one with me is the first time you're getting that appropriate evaluative technique and understanding that's allowing us to understand what tissues in distress. And if it is muscle, how to now take that muscle to the point where it's not going to elicit pain. You're going to be able to perform your activities without symptom. And it's been a couple of weeks and the guy's transforming already. And what's so exciting? It's his mind. It's his mind. He's spending time with his wife. He's spending more time outside. He's starting to regain his connection to life. That's what this is about. And so... Given the chance, please, I implore you, look into this. And if you think it's right, undergo a session. You're going to be shocked at how 
people consistently are telling you that pain is complex. Pain is complex. Two plus one sounds very complex if you don't know math. But if you know math, two plus one equals three is not so complex. When you know how to diagnose what tissues in distress, trust me, pain isn't as complex as they're making it out to be. Okay, please think about it. Think about it, ladies and gentlemen. Go to livewithoutpains.com. Contact Dr. Mitchell Yas if you want to live pain-free and fully functional. Share this episode to as many people as possible. Be sure to follow, rate, and review. And for all you Facebook listeners that are listening and wondering, where can you find the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast where I interview great guests such as Dr. Mitchell Yas? You can just type in Living the Dream with Curveball podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And if you're an Android listener, you can go to the Google Play Store and download the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast app. Dr. Yas, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Curtis. It's been a real pleasure. For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream.